Welcome to the middle, Barrett Brooks. Stay in Cilio. I found something that Barrett cannot get to work. He can make bumpers. He can make fixtures for his boat, but he can't make a new mic work. I, I know, it. man. This is this, this the Yeti, too, the blue Yeti, and it's not working, man. The blue what? Yeti. This is like one of the top of the line ones, too, man. I was Look told to get thing, this. man. Holy yeah, cow, it looks like a microscope. Right. You know, so this thing is supposed to be top of the line as far as electronics. You know, I was told to get this kind of mic, but it's not working right now. So I guess I got to go through and get it. You know, something. man, it looks like the Zach Pascal of microphones, dog. <laughs> now, don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on Zach Pascal, man. What the dude? And, and you just got through talking about Howie and how he's just underwhelming as far. And I understand why he did it. I understand why he went and got Zach. Because Zach is who? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's, it's not that's not his pick i'm not gonna say it's not howie that's 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 all nick sirianni that's his dog mentality putting it in the wide receiver room that's what he is no no david boy he's not he's oh, not Jalen rigger more. <laughs> he's was, not Jalen hey, rigger i was i was waiting for more of your professional and brilliant analysis of zach pascal because yesterday xander goes like this Hey man, we got really a lot of like good commentary on Zach Pascal, and I went like this. Well, hang on, I gotta look him up. <laughs> Four hundred and seventy yards. What? Four hundred and seventy yards. He's been doing, like for like the last two years. Okay. <laughs> hey Adam, I told you it's a nice one, man. But look, he's that's he's your veteran wideout. Four hundred and seventy yards. Oh, he's a good blocker. They say he's. <laughs> He's J-Jaw 2.0. By the way, he here, he's from Upper Marlboro. He um, went to Old Dominion. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I mean, look, you know, if you're really looking for a professional breakdown here, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to lean on my friend here because, um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say, man. I mean, okay, that's your veteran wide receiver. I mean, we go from – and by the way, there's a moratorium on Big Sills now talking about that guy in Cleveland. So from now on, I'm just going to say DW. <laughs> uh, we go from DW to Zach Pascal. I mean, I'm just I'm curious where to go here with this. And, you know, I'm just like, you know, I mean, so Howie's not – has Howie ever looked at free agency as an important part of building the team? Has he ever really been a guy? Because help, help me out here. Barrett, oh, um, that's actually his, 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 oh, I'm gonna tell you the truth. That's where he's, that's where he's good at. That's where he's masterful at taking guys and bringing them in that that can come in and be can be contributors. Like he's brought in guys, you know, Timmy Jernigan, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. He brought in, um, he brought in uh, Chris Darius Long. Slay. You know, Darius Slay. He's brought in quality free agents. But I think this is this isn't Howie this time. This is all oh, this, this Nick is a Nick time. This, this is, is a Nick time. This is Nick, this Nick probably told him. Yep. Nick probably told him, "Hey, this kid here can play. He doesn't no, get the opportunity." But no, I would turn this. around and say, "This Michael Pittman was the only guy on that football team that Carson Wentz really had to throw the football to." Exactly. Okay. I mean, I would say this to you, Barrett, as a offensive passing attack, Carson Wentz had less wide receivers in Indianapolis than what Jalen Hurts had 
in Philadelphia. I mean, you drafted a guy in the first round. You have the so-called overrated and overhyped Jalen Rager. I get it. Okay, you had a better tight end, I guess, in Dallas Goddard. Carson Wentz threw to Michael Pittman. No one else. And still had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. I'm not making a case for him. I'm just saying, if you can't break the lineup in Indianapolis, I mean, Barrett, okay, you're the third or fourth guy in Indy? That tells me a little bit on why Pro Football Focus had him ranked 94th out of 94 (laughs) wide receivers in the league. Okay, what's the common sense? Now, is it a money thing? Does he like him? And you know this too, Barrett. You made the comment about Butch Davis in Cleveland where he wanted one of his boys from Miami instead of you in there. And it was just a personality thing where he wanted one of his guys. You knew the guy wasn't better than you, but he just wanted one of his guys in there. It had nothing to do with my ability to play. It was more so he wanted his guy from Miami. Well, that's exactly what this is. That's right. Zach Pascal, Pascal is a guy that he wanted under his fold. He wanted in his locker room. He's a locker room guy. That's what he is. And there's sometimes you need a locker room guy, but not in the second week of free agency. He'd have been he'd have been still a free agent in June, July. He'd have still been a free agent. Why go out and get him right now? It doesn't make sense to me. You're trying to make a splash. I'm looking at the, you know, I'm looking at the uh the free agent trade tracker, and people are getting gobbled up, man, by you know, I mean. Uh, there's quality, quality players out here. You know, oh, I, I mean, I've got some um, middle linebackers and inside linebackers. Look at what Paul said here. Out of 475 NFL transactions this offseason, where does the signing of wide receiver Zach Pascal rank? I'll wait for the response. I mean, really? And Paul, here, look, Razor goes 476. I can't I do mean, it, Paul. You know, I mean, I mean, how Xander goes, hey, make sure you hit on Zach Pascal. I go, okay, well, hang on here. Let me go to NFL reference guide here because I have no idea who the F this guy is here, man. I was like, okay, so veteran wide receiver. That's the kind of wide receiver, though, you're going to get in Philly today because of the kid that we have now playing quarterback. And, again, I promised myself we're moving forward. I'm rooting for him. And, by the way, Barrett, I don't speak for you, but I know both of us are rooting for this kid to have great success. Yes, no question nobody about that. Is, nobody's, I will never be a guy that does this. Well, because I didn't get Deshaun in here, I'm going to do that old school radio guy and go, oh, yeah, every time this guy trips his toe or stubs his toe, then I'm going to bang on the kid. That's not going to be the case here. We're going to DW wouldn't have did here. that. DW wouldn't have did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. You know, you see that guy, man, he can't find – Single coverage. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me, man? Baker right, right. could have found that. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm going to throw something at you here. You know what Xander said? So I threw this topic at him before we went on the air. He goes, don't throw this out to Philadelphia, folks. Because they'll look at you and they'll laugh at you. And by the way, it, it, it's just it's a comment that a national commentator made. And I think it's an indictment a little bit of what people think of Jalen around the country. Outside of what we feel. Okay, outside of what we feel. And by the way, I'm not a proponent of bringing them in. Okay? I'm not a proponent. How about this, though? Skip Bayless on Undisputed on Fox said that Baker Mayfield would be an upgrade on Jalen Hurts as quarterback with the Eagles. What? Yeah. What? Yes. Yes, he said he'd be, he, he would take him over Jalen. 
But see that, listen, that's the national perception. That's the national perception. And remember something. He had Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. He had a, had a quality tight end. He had a really good offensive line. I mean, dude, man, I mean, I, I don't see how. And, and plus, get this. Think about Baker Mayfield where he is today. Bro, I, don't, I think this guy's going to be a backup somewhere, if anywhere. I don't know. He He's owed $22 million this year. There's no way anybody's picking him up. All of that. Yes. Well, I mean, the Eagles ate up 34 million. What is 22 million? That's nothing. But they got their guy. But but there lies the problem. How are they going to be able to sign their free sign more phrases? How are they going to go out and be able to um to um put themselves in a position to sign their draft picks when they owe this guy? What would they give him um, initial signing bonus? That way, you only have a, a million dollar um, salary. Yeah. How are they gonna pay other guys? Can't. I don't. Andrew Barry, you must be a musician. I don't know how you're gonna mess, um, do this. No, no, he's gonna be twenty five percent of the cap. Yeah. No quarterback. No quarterback over twelve point two percent of the salary cap Barrett has ever won a Super Bowl. So they're gonna constantly going to have to go back and restructure that contract. So that they can just keep offensive line. In my opinion, what will happen in Cleveland? They're 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 praying that the cap continues to go up, Barrett. They're praying that that cap continues to go up, so that they're going to be able to say in two years, two years from now, go like this. Okay, that thing comes down to thirteen percent, fourteen percent of the cap, because next year is supposed to go to two twenty eight. If it goes to two twenty eight. That number goes down from 25% to 13% or 14%, something I saw yesterday, so that it, it's a little bit more in line with the quarterbacks and how you build your roster through the draft, how you build it through free agency. Because as you said, there's no way this year, get this. So the money that you gave to Sean Watson, you're going to have to sit back and look at, like you said, how you can't be a free agent person any longer in the next two years. You got to sign your draft choices. Right, right. And then again, right. too, you've given all your first round draft choices away. They won a number one, too, by the way, for Mayfield. You'll never the most you would get for Mayfield would be a fifth round draft choice right now. That's that's the highest. That's the highest you'll give for Baker Mayfield. I wouldn't give anything. I was I told Xander, I go, I wouldn't give anything for the guy because Barrett, why would I give you a fifth round draft choice when I know you gotta cut him? Exactly. I mean, you you're you're gonna cut you're not gonna do this. Dude, you're not going to have a $50 million guy on your team and then a $22 million backup. Right. You're going to have $72 million against your cap and two players and one guy's drinking water? No way, man. No way. So, I mean, I I saw that and I was like, but that tells me a little bit about the perception of how people see Jalen Hurts outside of Philadelphia. Yep. Do you think it's still split down the middle? in Philly on how people look at him and perceive him as Not the quarterback now. of this team? Or do you think everybody was pretty sold on what he – did he do enough last year to suffice enough Eagle fans in that city to go, let's roll it back with him one more year and see what he has? Um, they did until the playoff game. He had probably won over 80, 77, 80, 85% of the fans to go forward him. Until the playoff game. If they didn't end the season there, they didn't make it to the playoffs. I say 
probably 80 to 85% of the fan base would have been all good with Jalen Hurts going forward and being the captain of the ship going into next year. But as soon as they saw him play against Tom Brady and Tampa Bay's defense, it changed the whole outlook on what this team needed. And then they went through the playoffs and watched those quarterbacks in the playoffs. And it didn't help that, you know, uh, the Bengals quarterback so young was ripping it up. And it really changed the perception on how you want your team to be constructed with a young court or a quarterback that's a pocket passer. You know, it really changed how people thought of Jalen Hurts. You know, it didn't make a difference what he did for eight games when he was just masterful at, 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 at running that offense and leading the NFL and, and rushing and, 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 you know, offensive output. You know, that, that didn't matter. It was all about when they got to the playoffs and they saw everybody else's new toy and saw Artur go out there and get deboed by, by, uh, by, by the Tampa Bay team. You know, then it changed the perception of everything. And then going through the playoffs, watching these young quarterbacks and, you know, and, and watching them play and, you know, what they were able to execute and the offenses they were running. It really changed how these people were looking at, you know, this young quarterback. Didn't it change your opinion? Because it changed mine. Because it, when I saw him have to play against better coaching staffs and better football teams, you know, you know, and we're going to use Wentz here as as a barometer. Carson did beat four playoff teams. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jalen did not play well against teams that were playoff football teams this past season. I mean, you know, they beat the teams that are on the schedule. They beat the teams they had to play and win against, and they did. And I think the Denver game, going into Denver after Denver had beat the pants off the Cowboys, remember something, how that progression went. Denver beat the pants off the Cowboys, and the Eagles went out to Denver, which is, you know this, that's a great home field advantage when you play in that joint, man. You I can't mean, breathe. <laughs> you can't breathe. Hey, dude, that's a real thing. Hey, 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 Barrett, I get up there, man. We're playing against John Elway. I had never played in Denver. Bruh, I had never game. been there. I'm going through workouts. I'm like, damn, <laughs> I can't catch my freaking breath. Pre-game was tough, wasn't it? <laughs> Dude, I'm going, I can't catch my breath. And then a guy gives me um, a black beauty before the game. And I'm going like this. And then one of these little sprinkly things. Like before, and like Crawford Kerr, man, he gives it to, I had never done, I go, all right, man, I'm doing this on the side. Yeah. <laughs> you a mother ever. Hey, man. <laughs> What's wrong? I can't get my breath. <laughs> Dude, it was a real, Elway's running around too, going, and going, I'm jumping off sides like a, a man, hey. Bro, so I that's... get over to the side and Jimmy goes, what are you doing? I, I'm like, uh, man, I just uh, – he just jumped off sides three times. Dude, he got me like this. Uh, hut, hut, hut. Boom, I'm off, I'm off side. Dude, he was so good at that influx of the snap count, man. It's such a – by the way, Jalen needs to work on that because it helps well, his old line out. I mean, no I mean there were a couple no times there this last year because, hey, Barrett, me as a defensive lineman, I watch for little tiny things that he does and doesn't do. And what pros do, that cadence – is a way to really help old linemen out a lot. If you start getting into a rhythm on first sound, second sound, guy like Barrett will go back to him and go, bro, mix it up a bit here, man. We got to – this guy's jumping off on the first sound, and he's in my ass on the first sound. The really great quarterbacks, man, will have an influx. They'll, they'll 
and you we watch for that. Uh, he likes to go on second sound when he when he pats the ball. So we'll keep an eye on that. There's little tendencies that all quarterbacks do. And yep. and that's but I guess that's just experience on working with the game a little more where Jalen just needs more reps. Yeah, I mean you, there's little little idiosyncrasies, you know. I mean, some guys, you know, they come to the line and they had that voice inflection, man. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's like, you know, Manning had the same thing, Tom Brady had the same thing. And you don't want that defensive line to get a key because once they get that key, they start jumping the snap count faster than you can. You know the play and you know the snap count. But I think, you know, when you look at, you know, Jalen and the opponents that he played, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not being soft, but I'm going to give him a pass simply because the coaching staff didn't know what the hell they were doing either. Especially at the beginning of the year when they were two exactly. and five. So, you know, they, you, you can't, you can't necessarily put all that on Jalen. They no, have and, to learn and, what and, it and is. Barrett, to your point, remember Brady's first year? Oh, they get yeah. beat in Chicago, and there was like this little tug of war between Arians and him where Arians wanted to throw the ball deep down the field, and Brady wanted to be more intermediate passing like he was in New England. And there was a tug of war because Bruce's idea is no risk it, no biscuit. Yep. But Brady never – think about this. Brady's never won a Super Bowl before he got to Tampa with a speed-wide receiver. Randy Moss did not win a Super Bowl in New England. Nope. They won the AFC and got upset by the Giants in the Super Bowl. So he never had that, that receiver that took the top off the defense. Brady was intermediate. And you know what made him great also, Barrett, that quarterbacks, in my opinion, like Patrick Mahomes, still struggle. Justin Herbert, too. He's so patient, and he loves two players on his team, the punter and the field goal kicker. Brady's like <laughs> Brady's like this. Hey, if I don't get it here, I'm not jamming it in on third and eight on a play. I'm going to play field position. We'll pick up five yards. Okay, we're three short. We'll punt it away. That's a high percentage way of playing the game. Whereas Mahomes will try to stick that on third and eight in there and he gets the turnover or Herbert gets the turnover. Or Aaron Rodgers gets, well, he, Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over during a regular season at all, but you get my drift. And what Brady will do is it's okay for Tom to go, Hey, three and out. But as long as they're moving the chains and changing field position and not having minus plays like Wentz does, that that's how Tom plays the game. That's, that's a really tough way to coach a kid and tell a kid how to win games. Brady, Brady's not the most talented arm thrower. He's not the most talented runner. He's he's just knows what to do and how to move the sticks. Two minutes left in a game. Barrett, I'll tell you what. Between Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, two minutes left in a game. Man, those two dudes, they just know how to heart, win. Man. They'll take your heart, man. And and it's, it's it has a lot to do with. And this is one of the tangibles that I think Jalen really has. Jalen has it. He just didn't display it. He didn't. He wasn't coached to display it a lot. You know, he's one of those guys at the end of games that you have to pick your poison with. Are you, is, is he going to be a passer or is he going to be a runner? And when you have a guy like that, it gives you both skill sets you have to defend. A lot of these quarterbacks, like even Matt Ryan, you know he's going to throw the ball. So if you play coverage, you got a greater chance – of hurting um, the Colts. Well, it was well, he was with Atlanta then. You know what I'm saying? Because they didn't have a running game. But now he's going up there. He has a running game. It's going to be a little different. But you know, Jalen has that 
that that running ability that could really help him out. But I mean, you know, you look at what he has to do now. He has to go in and get that quarterback guru and really teach him how to become a real student of the game, especially towards the end of games or making big plays. I mean, if I was him, I'd just work on third down and work on red zone coverage. Those two alone. And just go through, I mean, not just being on the field, but also watching film, breaking film down, looking at what I need to look at to see where it needs to go. Watch a film on Tom Brady. Tom Brady knows exactly where the ball is going to go simply because of what he sees the defense doing. He needs to get that. And that just comes from sitting down and talking with somebody that, that's that's used to doing it. You know what I mean? You know, picking yeah, but somebody's he also, brain. He also needs players around him. Jalen does. I, I, you know, let, let, let's let's not forget. And like you said, you go back to Brady's 2001 year. I mean, that thing was a defensive football team, special teams, Vinatieri. Yep. And he he'd learned a lot in that first year. That team wasn't driven. That first Super Bowl championship team wasn't driven on the back of Tom Brady. No. Brady learned how to become the football player that he would become today. In that whole process, and it was Belichick teaching him situational play calling, situations that he's on the field. Barrett, I, I keep I keep bringing this up, and I was talking to my daughter yesterday about this that I wish that I had done a better job of, and we've talked about this, is that, hey, for me to be a coach today, I would teach kids, what do you do in this situation, more so than anything technique. That's, that, that's my assistant offensive line coach. That's my offensive line coach's responsibility. But to me as a coordinator, I'm going to put people in a room and go, what are we doing here? What are we going to do in this position? What are we going to do here? How are you going to handle him? He likes to do this when it comes to third and long. This is his favorite pass rush move. You know this. When you're breaking down tendencies of a football player you're playing against, what was the number one thing? And this will tell me, again, how Jalen looks at the football game too. What's the number one thing when a guy lined up? First, you had to figure out if it's a 43 or 34, if you're going to get a guy head up or not. Yep. Then you got to figure out, okay, what was the first thing you did when you were profiling a player that you you played against? Uh, first thing I would do, I would see uh, where he likes to line up on certain downs. If he's a wide nine guy on third down, if he's a guy that wants to get up on you, the bigger, stronger guys that know how to rush and and, and, and fight well in close quarters, they were the usually the hardest ones for me to go against because they could have inside and outside. When you have those guys on the outside, they're just going to run up the field. I could dance with them all day. But when you have those guys that's going to get up on you tight and now they can go inside or outside and they have great hands and can move around a little bit, those are the guys that give you the most trouble. You know, So I see that first. Then I go in and research what's their best pass rushing move. What are they beating people the most with? Because every time you play against somebody, there's one thing that they do best that they always fall back on. Just like me, I had one set that I think that nobody could beat me on this set. If I did this set, I could win every single time I used it. You just couldn't use it all the time. But I knew I could play this set and I could beat a guy with this set. So, you know, there was little things you could say, you know, if you see how much um, how much, you know, pressure he has on his fingers, you know, as he's coming out of stance, you know, how high his ass is up. If his ass is up real high, that means he's coming off the ball. If his ass kind of low, that means he might be a stunt because he might have to move laterally. If, you, if, you're, if your butt is down, that means you're more apt to move laterally. If you're up in the air, that means you're going straight ahead. You're going speed wherever you're going. You're just going to that one place. Those are little things that I looked at, you know, as far as a, um, a defensive guy. You know, and, and all the things that you said, immediately here's how I would defend that. I would go like this. To me, a guy like you, as big as you are, even though good feet, 
I'm going to line up in a three technique. And the issue with you would be is you have to have a second move. Yep. <laughs> because if you're just going to one move him and you're going to get into his body, get into your body, then what's going to happen is you're going to be in a position where he's just going to grab a hold of you inside here and you're done. So you've got to get on your outside shoulder in a three technique, or if you want to get inside, you've got to make sure that your opposing defensive tackle gets the attention of that center because if I'm coming to your inside in the inside gap in that A gap, you're going to get help from the center in there too. So I've got to be cognizant of that. I would say the second move on you and potentially just keep running, keep running, and one power move just to throw yep. it off because yep. just to get your hand in there, because you know what you're going to do? You're going to see me keep setting. You're going to keep moving your feet. You got to move. You've got to move a guy's feet like, like you. Big yep. dudes move their feet. Once you're, once my feet are stopped, I'm done. The play's over. It's over. Well, you're you know, a two-move like... guy. You're a two-move guy, Barrett. You, you can't – you're traditionally not going to get beat on one move. But how you'll, you would get beat would be on a double move if a guy's got a great second move. Like yep. Aaron Donald, to me – I think what makes him great is his hands, his alignment, and the fact that he can beat the guy in front of him on both sides, one gap or a uh, a gap or b gap. Yep, yep. And he's 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 matchful getting up the field, and all his movement is going towards the quarterback. Even if he goes inside and tries to cross your face, everything is going upfield towards the quarterback. That's what makes him great. So, and that's kind of where I feel as though, and I hate to bring it up, man, but I think Fletch. He's got a little realism now. He sees that life is real. He's no, he has to bring his his hard hat to work. He's going on a one year deal, so this is a contract year for him. He hasn't been in the contract. It's a show me year. Yeah, so he has to go out there and really play. So I see him coming back in the ultimate shape. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what is this Derek Barnett thing. You know, he's coming back. I don't understand. I don't think he is coming back. He's still a free agent. I'm he looking for news. There's no news saying he's coming back. Man, there's no news on that yet. There's Stream, no don't be scaring me like that, guys. You know, chill out a little bit. You know, don't don't be scaring me like that. <laughs> How about these inside linebackers? Bobby Wagner, Dante Hightower, Kyle Vanoy. Any of these guys? I would take. Uh, of course, I take Wags. Bobby Wagner. That'd be my. That'd be my seventy-four team. tackles last year. <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. You know, and, and you get a guy like on the internet. Anyway. Yeah. So I want Bobby, but you know Bobby's gonna want that that big contract. You know he wants that quarterback money. You know he wants at least, at the very least, fifty sixty well, mil. Yeah, we just contact Pascal, so I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, I mean breaking that kind of money down here. I mean, okay, Van well, Oy. Van why Oy's doesn't he go? Why doesn't he go get a guy like this, Barrett? He has to spend money, and they don't think it's a premium position. What they don't spend money on a linebacker position. That's, that's not a premium position. So they don't do it. You know what I mean? I mean, even even, you know, the signings that they've had the past couple of years, they they haven't done it. They just haven't. Yeah, done but it. but Barrett, it's not a premium position when you got an elite D line and a couple good corners. Right. Okay. They you do. can get away like the Rams got away with it. Okay, because people, you couldn't name me the linebackers on the Rams, but you know Jalen Ramsey and you know Aaron Donald and you knew Von Miller. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, and so I get that, but when you're 31st in sacks and you're not very good against playoff teams and people can run the ball on you at times, I mean, you've look, watch this. I put Bobby Wagner on this team, 
I get I, I get Bobby Wagner. I get an edge rusher in the draft. Dude, man, you've you improved that defensive. And Hassan Reddick they signed. By the way, yep. that Reddick deal is very friendly to the Eagles. 24 million bucks, $45 million, six-year contract. Yep. 13.75, the signing bonus. Plus, the last couple of years, you know this, will be dead years. Those years won't matter anywhere because they like to spread it out. So, a very friendly deal. $45 million over six. 13.75, as I said, in a sign. You got Hassan Reddick. You get Bobby Wagner. You get a guy in the draft. I don't know, Barrett. I think you've improved the talent on your football team on that side of the ball. Dude. And, and, and if they go out and get Wyatt from um, – from, um... From Georgia, the other guy that nobody really talks about, who was actually the best player who, who on their defense front. I, I picked Barrett. I picked them to take him, Trayvon Walker. I picked them to take him with the 19th pick because he ran a four seven five. Yeah, he's a defensive end. He rush edger. Give give me him all day. Give me him all day. But yeah. I'm talking about the defensive lineman uh, Wyatt. Um, the defensive. Uh, uh, oh, oh Devontae Wyatt. Yes. The real deal. The real deal. You know, he's he's graded and ranked higher. Yes. Uh, <laughs> because than, he, uh, Jordan he was, Davis. He was the cog that made that whole defense work. He applied pressure all the time. You're talking about somebody that's going to get up the field and create pressure. He was that guy. I mean, everybody's talking about Davis. No, Wyatt was the guy that made that defense work. The lone hero inside of that defense that people never saw. He got he out the most double teams. He's the guy that made Davis look good. That's why Davis had a lot of one-on-one blocks. That's because Wyatt was wreaking havoc in the inside. He was killing folks, man. And he never got the credit. But, you know, when you watch film, he's he's right there, front and center. He's blazing. You know, he's that shining light in the middle of that defense. I like him over even Walker or Davis. You know, Frank brings a great point up about this guy, Ajabo. You know, he got hurt on his pro day, right? That was kind of messed up how they did him too, man. Hey, I don't know how he, I, no, how'd he get hurt? Bro, he did he 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 um he he you know ripped his Achilles. He ruptured his Achilles. Oh but after he ruptured it, he was he was he was doing the drill, he ruptured it. And nobody really came to his defense. I mean, uh, to, to him to see if he was all right. I mean, the scouts didn't even come over and look at him. They were just like, you know, and kind of looked away, turned their back and walked away. I'm like, yo, what the what what the f is yeah, this? Yeah, <laughs> the guy needs a stretcher here. Right, you know, and they just walked away from him. I was pissed, man. Look how it up. This? Look it how up. About this? Zara, can you look it up? Let me see here. Yeah, how did he, how did he get hurt? He was doing a drill. Okay. Look at this. Watch this. Michigan's David Ajabo was a projected top 10 pick in next month's NFL draft, but that could change now that Ajabo has a torn left Achilles tendon. Tore it Saturday at Michigan's Pro Day workout. Had a great That's season all right. last year. Dude still got his hands in his pocket, just turned around and walked away. Look. The guy that's out there running the drill, he picks the ball up, looks at it, walks away. Wow. Bro, what is that, man? That's now you're talking about, And you're talking about, you know, cattle and, ooh, you know, we're just meat out there for them. Dude, that's crazy for that to happen, and they just walk away like that. Didn't even care about him. Hey, Barrett, how dare you talk like that? <laughs> I, I know, man. I man, know. you know they don't look at us like human beings. <laughs> you know they don't. They look at us as assets. Exactly, exactly. How much money can we make? Hey, that's and exactly how little do I have to pay them? Right, exactly. 
Okay, but that leads me to this. Okay. He's probably going to drop to third third round, fourth round, fifth round. If you're Howie, watch this. I, I hate to be, watch this. I hate to put on management hat because I'm going to sound like a tool bag here. Watch this, man. It's really David Ajabo. Did you see that injury, man? That thing was horrible. All right, I'll draft him in the fifth round. <laughs> and you get the guy on a deal. You're not paying him a lot. You put him on a, you put, you, you draft him in the fifth round. You know that he's going to play next year. It's a six month injury. And it's different. And it's from a futures quarter. deal who would be a first rounder next year. Yep. You got a first rounder in the fifth round. Would you draft him like that? I, I, I think I might take a flyer on that and go, I'll give a fifth rounder for a guy who would have been. Let me see what they had him graded at here. Oh, he was graded. He's graded. He, he'd been a top 20. 20. Top 20. Yeah, he'd be a top 20. But you look at the Jabo, he won't make it past the, the third, second, or third round. Even with the injury. Yeah. I mean, it, actually, we did that to Sidney Jones. You know what I'm saying? Two years, three years ago, we drafted Sidney Jones. He was supposed to be the first, the first cornerback, the best cornerback in the draft. He ruptured his Achilles in workouts while up at Washington, the University of Washington. And uh, we drafted him in the second round. He rehabbed, came back, but he never really, he never really stepped up to what he was. You know what I'm saying? I think that's more of, you know, that's them West Coast teams, man. But he never really came, you know, played up to the hype. But then he left. Now he's playing well for Seattle. He's balling to Seattle. But it's kind of the same thing. It's different with Ojabo because I think he'll come in. He'll work it. He'll still be cool. He'll come back from the Achilles and be okay. He'll still be a, a potent pass rusher. So I, I would definitely invest in him. But he's not going to get He's not going to make a pass. You think even round. with that injury, man, oh, an the, Achilles injury, Barrett, is a, a pretty doubt. significant injury, right, too. Right. Without a doubt. There's no question. But because he be, he's so young, you're thinking that he rehabs and he comes back. If he's a, if he blows that Achilles out in his late 20s, that's a problem, right? But in his right. early 20s, we're talking rehab. The guy's back up with technology today. You're thinking that this guy doesn't get past the second round? This bro doesn't get – he doesn't get past it. And he probably, he probably plays the latter part of next year. He'll probably huh. play the latter part of next year. I, uh, big Jason Peters. He ripped his. He was back in eight months. He played the next year. He was back in eight months. He, he ripped it during the, during the year, came back the next year and balled out. Um, Brandon Brooks would, did the I same thing. I would put a second rounder on Jabo. Yeah. Brandon Brooks did the same thing. He ripped his, came back the next year and balled. Started the first game. So it's, the way they do medicine these days, where the medicine is now, they can get those guys back quick. You saw what Kobe did. Kobe was back, you know, the same year. So, I mean, it is a possibility he even plays next year. Hey, I got I, 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 I got I got one off the off the cuff uh basketball topic for you. Two minutes left in a ball game. You want your bar sky hook, or you want Jordan from the perimeter to win a game. Last shot. Oh. Oh. Jabbar on the box with the sky hook. That's automatic. Or Jordan from the perimeter. Let's two see, minutes you know, left in the game. Who do you want with two, two minutes left, left in the game? No, two. Do you mean two seconds left in the game? Two to seconds win the left game. in the game. I'm Jabbar going skyhook or Jordan. Yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going Kareem with the skyhook because that was automatic for him. Mike, yeah, Mike is automatic also. But I mean, I'm just, I'm just going with the numbers, man. The closer you get, the better the numbers are, the better the odds are. And then you look at the player. Kareem would have hit that 
10 out of 10 times. That's right. <laughs> that just shows you, in my opinion, when people talk about the greatest NBA player of all time, the ball you want in the hand, the guy you want the ball in the hands of at the end of a basketball game is not Jordan. It's Jabbar. Because get this, Kareem lost one game in college, three national championships, three-time college player of the year, three times finals MVP. He won six NBA championships, six MVPs. Hey, man, and he's all-time leading scorer. That guy's the greatest basketball player that's ever lived and proved it at every level. I don't know why Jabbar's name, but because he's an aloof dude, you know, Jabbar it's not never that. gets the credit for being the player that he was. It's not that because everything had to be everything had to go through somebody else to get to him. And that's that's the reason why. Jordan would make his own happen. That's what makes Jordan the greatest basketball player. He can make things happen. He would win games in spite of. And that's what made I, 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 I'm a Jordan guy. Jordan How is about the this? Guy. So Kareem wins in Milwaukee, then takes his talents to Los Angeles and wins five more championships. Hey man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Think about what he did in his career. This guy Absolutely. won nine titles. That's crazy. Okay, three national championships, and he also won six NBA championships in his legendary career. I, I just – people always go, oh, yeah, man, George's the greatest closer. I'm like, hey, man, I'll take Kareem at the end of ball games, man. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I want to show I, – I, let, let's find out where we are now as Eagle and the Eagle roster. As we're getting ready for the draft, because obviously free agent is how we making a mistake right now, not being more active in free agency. Yes. Let's hit more on that and expand more on that. That's Barrett Brooks, big sills, middle. Keep, keep it right here. We'll be back in three. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. 
Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back to the middle. Bear Brooks Dan Cilio. 007. The dipper was insane you'll never see this 50 points and 25 rebounds a night over 81 games ever 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 in the nba you will never see a guy average 50 points and 25 rebounds in a season that's what he did dude 50 points you're muted 50 points dude oh man what was just an absolute it was just, he was just amazing. Are you still working on that thing? He's still working on it. The mic ain't working. This is, bro, man, you need a refund on that thing. Nope, see? <laughs> hey, hey, Xander, did you get him that? Man. Holy cow. I got to go back to this old one. I don't like man, it. I, you, you, it ain't working for you, man. Is it working now? Yeah, yeah, you're good. What is going on, man? I, I paid good money for this mic, man. <laughs> you better make one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you better make one. Hey, man, let me throw this at you here. Tell me about your Phillies this year. I want to – because I'm going to start covering these guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, before you even go, here my, my opinion of Bryce Harper is this. I think Bryce Harper is a very talented baseball player. Obviously, just wins the MVP, comes into Philly, wants to be a Philly for the rest of his career. Right. He's made it very clear that he wants to do that, and he wants to wear those, those colors for the rest of his career. I don't know. How do the Washington Nationals move off him, and then the next year they win the World Series? So That's, 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 what, uh, that's what everybody's saying. Um. I, I I think they're they're totally committed now. You know they're over the luxury tax, for once. You know and and you know the owner wasn't trying to do that. Milton um, Milton was wasn't trying to do that, but he's doing it. He's going out. He's getting players, man. And I mean, as they go forward, how could you not say they're not totally invested this year? I mean, they're backup pitching. I'm I'm, I'm still looking at that. What, what are they going to do? You know, Zach Wheeler's going to be all right. Aaron Nola, the starters are going to be cool. Um. But after that, man, I'm, they're I'm nowhere looking... in Atlanta's league. No, I no, they were in Atlanta's league last year. Last year they were going tit for tat with them. They were battling with them. You know what I'm saying? They were battling with them. I think they have some some guns now. You know, ready to go. You know. But here's I mean, here's why why I say that. They spend 120 million dollars less than them. <laughs> Their organization that was sent up by. Um, all those great people that knew how to run that organization. And John Sheerholtz is the guy I was thinking of who put that blueprint down 
where everything was going to come out of the farm system. They were going to go starting pitching. You know the one thing that the Braves always do that no one else does in baseball? When they go into the draft, they are constantly looking at arms. No matter what it is, position players to them are a dime a dozen. They don't care. They'll move off of players. They'll move it. They just move the MVP. I, I can't believe that. They move. <laughs> really? but that's their mentality, Barrett. They believe in investing in pitching, bullpen. That's the old John Sheerholtz blueprint of why that team never gets ever caught up when it comes to being strapped with money. I'll tell you another team that does that. I covered them for 12 years. The Tampa Bay shitty Rays. I mean, <laughs> they move off of David Price. Evan Longoria, Carl Crawford, they don't care. They bring Desmond Jennings up from Durham, that minor league system. How do you spend over a quarter of a billion dollars in payroll when you're the Yankees and the Red Sox and you're going against a team that spends $60 million in payroll who wins 92 games every year was and Real is there? in the playoffs? Was Real Muto there also? Who? Was he with the Rays? JT, who? Real Muto? Yes, <laughs> the best Dude, at the time he was the best catcher in baseball. <laughs> they have had some of the best minor, but you know what? Again, David Price's contract is up, move off him. Okay, it doesn't matter. They had a Cy Young Award winner who went to they traded him to the Padres. Escapes my mind his name. They moved off of him and they still went to the playoffs. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's remarkable. I mean, at least at least the, the Phillies are trying to compete. You know, the winner got sober. Um, I didn't see, I don't know why they signed back uh, Odubel. I mean, that to me, Odubel Herrera, I mean, he's just, he's just a guy. You know, we're going to have center field again. Why? I don't understand it, man. But, you Their know, farm system sucks. Well, it, it hadn't been good since, so, what, yes, it's 08, Charlie 09. It's Charlie, Charlie Manuel. Manuel. Exactly. So, I don't know, man. You know, Didi should be okay. Should be. He didn't show me much last year. Uh, Scott Kingery, he has to step it up. Baum has to step it up. You know, I mean, right now he is the third baseman, but man, he's he's got us. He's got to step it up, man. They've got to step their it up. Pitching and their team defense has to improve. That's how the Barrett. I watched a baseball organization make it to the playoffs every year, and you couldn't name a guy on the team because they had great defense and starting pitching and bullpens. The, the Rays don't really even have a starters. You know what they call them? They're called like openers. <laughs> who go like two innings and they get to their bullpen. And that's why you never want to go to a Rays game, dude. It's a seven-hour event. It's just terrible. I mean, and plus nobody's in the stands. And you know what you have? It's like either a geriatric night or bingo night. Or, right, or, right, you right, know, right. It's like oxygen mask night when you go to a Rays game. It's all old folks. You're sitting in the stands and you're going like this. Man, a seven-inning game is like – it, 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 dude, seriously, it's it, it's like watching The Godfather. It's like it's like a ten hour movie. You're sitting there going, "Oh my god, will this thing ever end, man? Oh my god!" It's it, it is, but they're always in it. So I'm just I'll be watching the Phillies now. But I'm looking at their farm system. They've been terrible in the draft. They have no starting pitching. No, well, and their I mean, team defense has suffered. And here's Harper winning the MVP, and everyone loves him. And all good. Hey, it's great, but. Baseball is the number one sport where you don't need the best player on your team. You know, get this. You can have Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis uh, with the Ray, with the uh, with the Padres. Doesn't matter. Look at the team a couple years ago, the, the Royals that won the World Series. Could you name a guy off that team? 
Right, I right. Mean, right? I mean, every the Rays are another example. Okay, let me well, I mean, look at look at, what? look at the Angels. They've been they 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 have two of the best players in the league, you know, a couple years ago and still didn't do anything. Nothing. So I mean, Yankees, I get it, man. man. I get it. Look at the Yankees. The Yankees just suck <laughs> wild ones right now. I mean, it is I, I that was I your squad too, wasn't it? What? That was your squad too, wasn't it? Oh no, yeah, it was? No, it is. <laughs> Is man is I mean I they suck wildly right now man that that team gets me going all right let's go into free agency now here with the Eagles I want to show you a list of the top fifteen I got a list here look how many have been taken off of the top fifteen free agents according to Pro Football Focus. Right. <laughs> There's only four left. Exactly. They are going off like hotcakes, aren't they? So how come Howie doesn't – how come Howie's not playing free agency this year? It's, it's hard for me to see. I thought he was in um, the DW uh, race. So since he was in the DW race, I kind of feel as though, you know, he's he's behind right now. He's got to catch up. He's, he's behind? Up. Yeah, he's, he's got to catch up, man. But Great. So here, here, and you know what, too? You notice my demeanor's better today because, you know, I was very angry yesterday. My, by the way, just so you know, I'm going to call my aunt out here. So I got off the phone. I got off the show. So one minute after my show, God dang, where's that? Angry, angry, angry. Why were you so angry? What's going on? You know, you're trying to be, you're trying to build yourself because, you know, I have all these dents in the fender, you know, because of the kind of a hole I can be. And I guess yesterday I had a disposition that wasn't very good. Maybe, maybe Mom Brooks can see it too. I don't know. Every my my aunt was really upset with me. She said the afternoon show was better. Yes, because she was. She said that I was very angry yesterday because look, like I I was telling Xander, we go from talking to D, about DW to talking about edge rushers and linebackers and Zach Pascal. You know, Zach I mean, Pascal. <laughs> Zach Pascal. That. Maybe the reason he is not going into the free agent market is because free agents don't want to play in Philly. That might be the case. But I don't is think that Howie? So. No, I think it's more so you gotta you gotta pay to play. So he's cheap. Well are the Eagles cheap? To start off with, yes. But later on, after you make yourself a player, they're not so cheap. It's just when you you got to get it to the front door. Like most guys come here and sign one year deals in hoping of getting a better deal later on. And he's been he's he's stuck to his guns. He's definitely done that. I, I give him that because the contract extensions he gave through during the season last year told me a lot that you know what, if you prove it, you get it. But Randy Gregory shows you what the mentality of free agents do today, though Barrett. I mean, the Cowboys put a lesser deal on the table. And when he looked at the language and looked at the money and then he looked at Denver, Denver was a better deal for him, and he took the better deal and the more money. You're, yep. you're not going to attract free agents to Philadelphia. You're not going to get who they – and you know, you know what everybody's really disappointed about with this Zach Pascal? I'm not picking on Zach. I don't know him from a can of paint. I don't – really, I don't I, – I barely know who the guy is, you know, so it's all good. But what everybody's talking – like they were a couple months ago. Yeah, let's get Allen Robinson. 
yeah, let's get, like, go after it. Look, Devontae Adams is off the list. Chris Godwin would be a great addition to the Eagles. Man, those dudes had no intentions of ever playing in Philadelphia. None. <laughs> Why is that perception? Has Howie built up the perception around the franchise where free agents know? Because you know what they act like and who they act like? They act like they're New England without Tom Brady. Right, right. If you want to play and win, you come to Philly. Well, dude, you kind of win. What if I'm going to take a pay cut, I'm going to go to Tampa, the Rams, Packers maybe. Now Denver's a destination. Look, watch this, man. Here's the number one destinations in the NFL. And this is going to be crazy. The, here the, would you say, Barrett, that Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio, is now a destination for free agents? Oh, no question. It started last year. It started last year. And you would take year. less money to play there. Exactly. Absolutely. Because of Joe Burrow. Absolutely. He changes he changes how you look at it. Yes, you you would go to you would definitely go to uh Cincinnati to play with a young quarterback like that. Cleveland, is that now a destination? I'll mm, They don't know just yet. But yeah, I would say yes. To play with that quarterback? Yes. 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 Okay. The Rams are a destination. Yes. The Bucks are a destination. With Tom there, yes. Okay. The Packers are a yep. destination. Yep. Okay. Is Dallas a destination? No, not anymore. Not anymore. It used so to be. you think the window wait a minute, wait a minute. This is beautiful. Folks, I want you to write this down. Barrett Brooks, the year after. Dak Prescott gets that $50 million, $45 million deal, $42 million per year deal. You're saying that the window for the Dallas Cowboys is closed for Super Bowls. There's no question about that. All the players they just let go. Oh, yeah. They, they let too many players go, and it just goes to show that, I mean, they worked out a deal. For, for, you know, Lawrence got him back. But, I mean, for the most part, they let a lot of those guys. Neil is still out there in free agency. There's they're, they're, they're safety. I mean, uh, Van Der Esch is still out there. That's a lot of, you know, players that, you know, gave their all to this Dallas team that they're just letting walk. They just let a lot of guys walk, man. Amari well, Cooper, I, I gave that quarterback all that money. And my return on my investment is my Super Bowl window's closed now. Absolutely. Well, I want a refund. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Hey, I want a freaking refund. Exactly. I, I, dude, I'm, he, I'm stuck with a 42. Cowboys can't be happy with Dak Prescott. No. Cowboys can't be happy with Dak. They can't be happy with, uh, with, with, um, Zeke. You know, definitely not Zeke. You know, they're talking about, you know, he's not even going to be starting next year. You got 18 million bucks wrapped in his ass this year and 42 million wrapped up in, in, in Dak Prescott. Hoss, you got $60 million in two players that are not even top 10 guys? Yep. <laughs> Holy cow, man. Are the Cowboys – the Cowboys have the, have to have the worst offseason so far. They've, they've, it's, they're lesser – and they're 
paying money for players that they shouldn't be paying for. Look at and get this. That's what makes the, the sign with Fletcher Cox pretty impressive. What how he did. He got four eight off that. He got four eight off that salary. To put it towards the cap. Exactly. It back. Yep. At lesser dough, man. I mean, wow. To, to me, to me, that makes it makes a lot of sense that he brought him back for which 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 really is the going rate for defensive linemen, you know, these days. And if you want to talk about stature, he is a top defensive lineman. You know, say what you want to say, he's still one of the top defensive linemen. Now his numbers don't necessarily dictate that, but just his name alone dictates him to get those type of, I mean that type of payday. 14 million is not really much when you you know he they could have just he'd been on the squad he'd been 18 million and he gets the cap you know how he got him down to 14 million that saved four million dollars on the cap they could sign somebody with that now so he it, he did execute that job but it's been less than stellar everything else you know signing back Harris okay did Harris light it up last year no uh they signed Zach Pascal is he going to be a starter when they go three wide when they go two tight ends, no, he won't be on the field. Uh, when you when you look at uh, Reddick, yeah, Reddick is a, is a great signing. He 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 is perfect for the defense they will run. He'll run Sam when they run um, when he'll be a Sam backer when they have a regular defense in, which is you know a four three. But how many teams run regular um, regular formation? You know, it's usually they're in eleven formation, which dictates you put in uh, nickel. Nickel is two, I mean, four down linemen and two linebackers, which then moves him to the defensive line. And he's not going to be able to run on first and second down. He's going to be a third down type of guy or second along type of guy. I mean, I don't know how good he can hold up against the run. So has he done okay? He's, to me, he's done below average with the signing of Zach Pascal. With this, with that deal, it, it, it really didn't float my boat, man. So. How about this? I mean, are are the Eagles better since the Buccaneer loss in the playoffs? Or are they worse? I mean, and here's something that people are going to go. Well, the draft's coming up. Man, that's not a barometer on how good your team's going to be in 2022. So don't use that because you have no idea if those guys are going to take their game from the college level and if they're going to be able to fit in right away. Hey, some guys are Micah Parsons and some guys aren't. It takes some time. Hey, that's a great question for you, Barrett, because you played uh, 10 plus years. How long did you know? How long was it before you went like this? I got this. Say it again. How long did it take for you as in your rookie year when you knew? Because look, or did you ever know that you had this and that you could play a long time? Or did the years just pile up and you just went, wow, I've played this long. Did it, it ever did it ever dawn on you in your rookie year? Like Michael Parsons had to realize after a while, he went like this. I got this, man. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling it. You know when you've made it. And you know when you're in it. I never felt it, obviously. Was there a time for you that you felt it, that you went, I made this thing? Because I got drafted in the second round, I felt it a little bit. After my third year. Huh. And then I became back to reality in my fourth year because the last year of my deal and they didn't sign me back. So I saw how ruthless the league is. And, you know, from that point on, it was like, you know, it's what have you done for me lately? 
it's a dog eat dog world. You know, you you just you never know when you're gonna be on the squad. So I I prepare myself. I prepare myself every year to go out and 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 you know with the expectations of making the fit. Uh, After the your team. fourth year, was it tougher for you every year to keep in the league and stay in the league? It was tougher until I got to my seventh, my eighth year in the league. Then after my eighth year in the league, I had it down. I know what I needed to do to stay in the league. I understood what staying power was, but I was learning what staying power was up from, from my fourth year up until like my seventh, my seventh year. That three year stretch was hectic for me, man, because it was so much on and off, up and down. And then I learned, all right, this is what I have to do. I have to become a savant at, at plays, a savant at, 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 you know, making sure my body was ready to play. I learned how to really get it down on how to be on an NFL squad and stay on an NFL squad and make it so that I'm an intangible they can't get rid of. You know, I put, it, I put myself in a position where I made it so I was indispensable. You know, they had to sign me back because of what I all that I offered to the team. You know, and, and and I couldn't be a starter, so it was really hard because I knew I knew I had to know every little thing about the offense. I knew that I had to teach younger players how to become pros, just little things that I had to do just to stay above water, because they were still looking for me to be just a guy, um, you know, on a team. I couldn't just be a guy; I had to be the sixth man on the offensive line. I had so to be you a guy you to come became in. a guy who was versatile at all the positions. You probably could play center. You probably could have played center if you had. I to. did play center. In fact, against Cleveland, the only game I did, I played against Cleveland. I played center, guard, and tackle in one game. You know, so I mean, it was it was something. I had dude, two that's injuries. a guy I want. That I mean, you talk about value, dude. Exactly. And if I don't have to pay you top end dough, I so can pay you middle yep. of the row. Yep. Yep. Hey Barrett, you made twenty million dollars in your career. I'm not. I'm not dismissing anything, and I'm not insulting it. Hopefully, you don't take it that way. I'm just. You made twenty million dollars in your career. That's spectacular over twelve years. I mean, but for you, what you did was you made sure that you became versatile in that whole thing, and they looked at his sal at your salary and said, "Well, I'm not paying him fifteen million dollars a year. Okay, I'm probably paying him four and a half in here to, to, to play for me, but he could play all these positions. Some of you were better. I didn't make that much, bro. I made right. I made less than 20 million. And the high, the, the most I made in one year was 2.3 million Steelers. Uh, my first year with the Steelers, my first year after that, it was the league minimum at the league minimum was, you know, a little over a million, but still, yeah. So I'm I nickel and dime the league for a long time, <laughs> long, long time, man. So that you year, that first year in Pittsburgh was your best year. Yep, financially. far as being paid. Yep, far as being paid financially. How did the Eagles pay you? They gave me a contract. My contract was three point three point seven over four years. Three point seven over four years, and I had a four hundred and seventy five thousand dollars signing bonus. Did you yeah. hit it all? Yeah, I got it all. I got it all. That's great. <laughs> on that note, I'm taking a timeout here. We'll get into hour number two. That is Baird Brooks, Big Sills. Here on the middle, back in three.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Back on the middle, Barrett Brooks Dan Silio. Before I go into I think there could be a surprise in the NFL draft for Philadelphia. I'll get into it here in a second, but you see the comments. Are you are you a um are you a LeBron fan? I am a LeBron fan. Yeah, I like him. I like him. Okay, so do you like listen, I, I gotta I gotta separate this because I think he's been a great ambassador for the sport. He's one of the top players in the history of the game. He's one of the only guys I've ever seen, Barrett, that could play all five positions. Yep. And be an all-star at it. If you're going to build your basketball team around one guy, you're probably building around him instead of Michael Jordan. Okay. Because yep. he could play all five. Is Jordan the gamer or this and that? That's a different debate. I'm talking about LeBron for a second here. But what always has ragged me the wrong way. So they're 10 games under 500. He's he's going after a scoring title. And obviously next year he's going to pass. Um, he's going to pass Kareem for the all-time leading score. And this year, he's passed, uh, I think, Carl Malone. I think it was two nights ago. Yep, Carl Malone, yep. All right. Here's a comment. And here's the shit that bugs me about this dude. <laughs> Having the time of my life. Your team's 10 games under 500, bro. You're going nowhere. You're in the 10th hole. In the Western Conference, your team's a joke. And you're, you think Tom Brady, if he finished the season 7-10 and 10 and had good numbers, would be going like this. Hey, I'm having the time of my life. 
with Jordan, though. He's just wired differently where it's all him and not really a team concept. And I'm going to tell you what his biggest mistake was in his career, Barrett. You tell me if you agree or disagree on this. He's never had a great coach. All these legendary players, Tom Brady, Belichick, Jordan, Phil Jackson, and Dean Smith, all these guys have had superstar coaches to be able to get in their ass and tell them no. Even even Shaq with Phil, right? I mean, he had Riley. Kobe, too. Riley, Kobe, too, man. Yep. Had Riley in, um, in Miami with that when they had him and D Wade there, then they had Eric Spolster going. I'm just saying, I mean, he's never, he's always tried to run his own ship. Look at the coaches he's had, man. I mean, he's never been a guy who's been about his team. Does he make better guys on his team better? Yes. But if there's just that one missing component to his game, I'm having the time of my life and your team blows. I mean, I mean, he, he was talking in like last night, he had a polarizing dunk on Kevin Love. He jammed it in his face, and then he's going, Hey man, that's my boy. I'm sorry to do that. I had come on, man. You ain't sorry. You made it more by just bringing it up because you did it in Cleveland. And I'm going, that's just the stuff that his political side doesn't aggravate me as much as him being a blowhard and talking about the accomplishments. Man, Jordan. Jordan never talked about that. And again, I sound like old man, get off my lawn. Am I wrong when I'm doing this on him? I mean, he's just a different dude. I don't know if necessarily. Um, I mean, I, I I really don't comment on Kobe because Kobe. I mean, not Kobe, but um, but LeBron because LeBron is going to be LeBron. LeBron is. I think he's more so the a statesman, a, a GM for the uh, for the NBA. You know, I think he's he's more geared toward being that guy in the NBA as opposed to being the best player on the planet right now. You know, he he is the NBA. He's the poster child for NBA. So everything he do he does is going to be scrutinized more than anybody else. But that's, you know, that's the bed that he made to lay in. You know, he wanted to be that guy. So same thing and make you laugh, make you cry. Sometimes I don't think he wants the attention now, but then I think he's just a, a media horse sometimes also. So you can't have it, you know, you can't have it just one way. You got to have it both ways. And right now he's getting stuck on a, a, a piss poor team and trying to make light of a situation where this is a team that he put together. He made that team the way it is. He wanted those players he has on the roster right now. He wanted Russell so you, Westbrook. Yeah. It's turned out to be a disaster. So you got to take all that. You know, you can't run from it. He was trying to run from it. No, you got to take all of that. That's all you, bro. That's all you. So man up with it. You know what I'm saying? Say that's the roster I put together. Hey, I messed up. I screwed up. And right now he's not doing it. Well, I get it. It's year 19. He's spectacular in year 19 doing the things that, man, old man uh, Jabbar or people that were look, – look, look at Carmelo Anthony. He came out in the same draft. He's in year 19, and he can't do near the things that LeBron – I get no. it. I'm just saying this is the mentality. By the way, that guy, John Morant, is um, – he's he, him and uh, Embiid yeah, are yeah. battling it for the most valuable player. That that kid can play. Oh, no Holy question. shit, is he a beast. I mean, He's he in has the wrong it all. market, though, Barrett. Right, 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 but right. He, I mean, right now, it's, 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 it, I think it's Embiid first. Yep. But then it's John Morant second. And uh, by the way, I still think you, 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 you can make an argument for both guys being the most valuable player this year. I mean, you got to have Joker now, also, man. Joker's the yeah, best. Yeah. 
He's the real deal, bro. I mean, say what you want to say, man. And he he looked like a goofy dude out there, man. But he he's almost unstoppable. He balls I'm not out. I'm voting for European players. <laughs> I'll vote for Americans. I don't vote for European players. No. Oh man, man, I, no, no. I vote, I vote, I vote, I vote for Americans, man. Tim Duncan's different. I know he's from Jamaica, so Tim was okay. I kind of take him in. He was all right. I don't, no, no, man. I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't root for anything unless you're an American. You're born and raised here. I, I, I don't know. I just, you know, that's why I don't like when some people go like this. Hey, what do you think of Roy McIlroy? I don't root for any of that stuff, man. I root for Americans. Like, do you ever watch the World Cup? Are you kidding me? Do I look? Watch a minute. If I don't look like a half a sandwich guy, I surely don't look like a soccer guy. <laughs> Watches soccer? Are you crazy? Bro, I, don't, I, don't, the, I don't get soccer, dude. That was the first one I played, man. That's the first one I played, and I absolutely sucked at it. Also, I, I was the worst. <laughs> I, 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 I played sucked. it one time, but I was clotheslining, dude. So they said, "I don't think this is your game." I said, "I don't think so either, dude." I said, "Wait a minute, you can't hit anybody in this thing." And they went, no, I go, well, man, I'm out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a wrestler. And I got recruited. Did I tell you I got recruited? I, the national championships were so great. I watched them. And Daniel Cormier was uh, calling the national championship NCAA wrestlers. And um, I got recruited by Iowa to go wrestle for Dan Gable. Oh, you were big time then, man. Oh, yeah. No, man. I had a great wreck, 66 and one. And I got to the AAUs, man. I was wrestling these two Marine guys. I said, I'm going to go to the Olympic Games, man. I'm going to go to Olympic Games. Man, this dude, he, I must have been on the mat three minutes. He pinned me, and I was like, I'd never been pinned. I jumped up, man. I was – you talk about Baker Mayfield crumbling. I'm cr I crumbled, right? I was like, I'd never been on my back. I'd never seen the lights in the rafters. I wrestled this next guy, man, another Marine. Pinned me again. I'd never been pinned like this, man. I, I walk off, and the guy goes, Dan Gable comes over to me, and he goes, you know, those two guys have been wrestling. One's 35, and the other one's 34. <laughs> and, you know, they, they, they're, they're, one of them is a gold medalist. And I went, Jesus, man. He goes, what would you think? I go, what do you mean, what do I think? I go, how do you get beat like that? He goes, how would you like to come and play at Iowa? And I go, do I have a football coach? And I posted a picture of me and Dan Gable because Gable and I have stayed friends. And it was Hayden Fry. And my grandfather goes like this, you're going to go to Iowa? How many Italians do you think are in Iowa? <laughs> That's always and, the question. <laughs> and I go, I go, what kind of shit is that? What do you mean? He goes, well, just like Alabama, dude. How many Italians do you think are in, are, are, are in Tuscaloosa? And so I, I told you the story when, when, when Bear Bryant goes like this. He goes, hey, I'd like to have you come down and play at Alabama. Got a hell of an Italian restaurant. I go, what's the cook's name? The guy goes, Wong Yi. I go, Wong Yi? <laughs> I go, that's the name of the Italian cook at your Italian restaurant, Wong Yi? <laughs> Dude, I'm going to tell you this, man. When I was getting recruited, Schneider came to my crib. Oh, that's crazy. Hey, by the way, Coach Schneider is one of the legendary guys. By the way, I think I voted him. He was Hayden Fry guy. Voter, I think I voted for him to go to the Hall of Fame. He was one of Hayden Fry's guys at Iowa. He started oh, out Iowa. Right? Yeah, he was. He was the stay start out Iowa. In fact, um, Stoops, all the Stoops boys there, um, also Stoops, you know, from Iowa. Yeah, Bob you Stoops, know, so, Mike Mark Stoops. Yep, yep. So all those guys were in Iowa, and you know, they came to Kansas State, man. But I can remember when Snyder came to um, 
recruit me. You know, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an inner city kid from St. Louis. You know, he comes to my door and as he's walking up to my door, he pulls up in his Cadillac, and two of my cousins try to sell him dope. Like, yo, 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 that's my coach, man. Yo, get away from him, man. Get away from him. You know, said, what are you talking about, man? We trying to get because he drove up in the Cadillac, a gold Cadillac, and they were trying to give him dope to drive his car. I'm like, no, 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 that's my coach, man. That's the coach for Kansas State, man. Oh, my fault, my fault, cuz, my fault, cuz. He comes to me, um, Barrett, those are interesting characters right there. But yeah, <laughs> my apologies, coach. My apologies, coach. My apologies. That is a hey, hey, so, so like, I, I posted my, I got offered to go play at Michigan and Bo comes and sees me after I get this offer. He comes and sees me. Yeah, man, I like you on tape this and that. Then he goes to my my guidance counselor and he goes and sees my grades. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you laughing already, man? <laughs> why are you laughing? Then he right. goes, he comes walking, he goes, Well shit, son, you're just lazy. I just went like this. I looked at it, I go, I go, yeah, well. And he goes, he goes, Oh, you're just lazy. Because we offered you a scholarship? Well, shit, son. You're going to have good grades to go to Michigan. I went, I'm pretty sure you do. <laughs> and he goes, man, yeah, you're just lazy. I don't know, man. So that kind of turned – he turned me so off, man, because when he saw me. And then when Paterno came and saw me, I go like this. Oh, that's my Uncle Bucky. What's Michael Bucky doing at school? This little tiny Italian guy comes walking towards me. Hey, how you doing? You're a paisan. Hey, yeah. <laughs> My grandfather goes, hey, this guy's Italian, you know. You got to be with your own. And I'm going like this. Well, don't, don't say that to anybody, your own. <laughs> and because my grandparents used to get mad at me because I would date like all kinds of chicks, black chicks, Jewish chicks, whatever. And my grandparents used to always go, why can't you date one of your own? I go, what, an Italian chick? <laughs> you think I want to date a, a shotgun? I go, I'm already. I go, and that's not gonna happen, man. Oh my god, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. hey, when um, I, did I tell you about what happened to Penn State? No. Oh, uh, Paterno. Oh man, it was all bad, man. It was all bad. I go up there for a visit, so that you know, they flies in on Friday. Friday night we go out, and he makes our meetings on Saturday, and from six, six thirty, seven like that. So it's like ten of us. So we go out that night. I know my meetings at 6.30. So we get back to the room about 4, 4.30. So I can barely go to sleep, but I'm still like, you know, I'm still a little drunk, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah I'm, your recruiting trip. Yes, you know I'm saying. So I get there, man, and, and my, my alarm goes off at 6. Now, my roommate, he was supposed to be there at 6, 6 o'clock, but my alarm goes off at 6. I'm like, yo, bro, you supposed to be there at six. He said, man, tell Coach, I, I ain't gonna make it, man. I'm just, I'm just not gonna make it, man. And he didn't go to the meeting. <laughs> I get to the meeting at six thirty. I get there. He's like, man. He says, Brooksy, I like the way you play. You're a good player, but you probably won't play till your senior year. Oh, I'm like, what? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I said, Coach, well, what if I'm good enough to play now? You might be, but it's just, just not what we do. You know, we when our offensive linemen, they don't mature good enough for me. Until you, you know, your senior year, I was like, "Well, coach, if, if I'm better than the guy and I'm ready to play, I can't play my sophomore year." Not likely, you know. Like, all right, coach. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna be able to come here because I feel as though if I'm good enough, I should be able to get her done. Okay. Now I'm supposed to fly back on Sunday at like eight or nine o'clock in the morning. They flew you back that night, bro. I was back. To, my flight was from Philadelphia. They got me from from uh, from where's the College Station, wherever it is. Yeah. 
back to Philadelphia. And I was on the next thing smoking by three o'clock. At three o'clock, <laughs> I was in the air on my way back to St. Louis. He got me out of there. Since I said that, he got me out of there, man. Hey, did back. You, years, years removed from playing at K State, did you enjoy now looking back? Are you proud of the fact of what you did and your oh your, yeah, no your brick that you put in that building? No of question. What you accomplished there? No question. Because I mean, when I first got there, it was like it was like 108 Division One schools. And Kansas State was right ranked like 100. No, you guys won 10 plus games almost every year he was there. Yep. So when I first get there, they had won one game the year before. Barrett, were you on that 13 win team? No, I wasn't. That was the year, two years after I left. Okay. I went um, my uh, my my last two years. We won 10 games. We went to you know one of the first bowl games, Kansas State in history. We went to the Copper Bowl, and the next year went to the Aloha Bowl. You know, so we went from being uh, ranked like 106. So my last three years, we were a top 20 team. In my last two years, we were a top 10 team. So you know, we 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 turned it around, bro. I mean, like I say, when I help, when I say I literally helped build that school, that's great. I literally helped build it. Like I was, I, I was, they didn't even have an indoor, and I helped build the indoor of one of my summer jobs. And then next year, the summer job was build, help building the um, the uh, you know the, the you know where the where the you know what do you call it the um. Indoor facility? Uh, no, not the indoor. I did the indoor, but I'm, I'm talking about the where they you know put all the suites and stuff at. I helped build that. Oh, okay, corporate suites. Yeah, I helped build those corporate suites, man. So I, I mean, I literally helped build it for one of my summer jobs. You know, literally. So you know, I mean, that was part of the greatest turnaround in uh, college football history. Well, one of so. my one of my great claims of fame was that I made sure that I enhanced and threw gasoline on the outlaw image of the hurricane <laughs> program. <laughs> Every freaking chance I could get, I threw fire on it and I made sure that it was burning bright. I talked more shit than anyone you've ever seen in your life. Brian Bosworth would come in. I go, this guy couldn't make our team. He sucks. Dang. And I'm, I'm, this is before we play him. And what? I'm saying Jimmy's like, oh, Jimmy loved it. He and I, I was just uh, like everybody we we played. I was just throwing fuel. I showed up to press conferences with Hell's Angels jackets on, and every <laughs> oh my god, did I bleed into every single thing? You're gonna call me a gangster? Well, I'm gonna play the role, and I did, and I played that thing up, man. We. Man, I, we we really – I mean, there's no way you're getting off an airplane with submachine guns and hand grenades. And that's – we got off the airplane when we got to a bowl game, and we're wearing camouflage uniforms. We're wearing, like, eye black. We have, like, guns we got from the uh, Army-Navy store. We're walking <laughs> off a camouflage – I mean, bro, we have grenade. We have actual, like, Army-Navy grenades on us, and we're getting off an airplane, getting ready to play. People ask me, what are you doing? I'm going, we're going to kill someone. That's what we're doing. And the guys, because <laughs> you know the media, man, they can't, they can't dissect that stuff. They don't, you can't, you may, and by the way, imagine calling convicts and Catholics today. Oh, no, you go, man, you're going to jail, bro. You yeah, man, man, you can't, you can't call no. a 95% black school with yep. black players on it convicts. That's what they were doing to us. So, guess what I did? You want to call us that? I'm going to play that. And I played it, man. And I, 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 and so the fans, you know, some of Miami fans can't stand me because I brought that image to the team. So did Jerome. We all brought that crazy image. And I, I, I love the fact that, you know what, they still lean on that. It's funny about our school. They don't like guys like me, the administration. They're scared of guys like me. But what they do is 
they sell the U as much as they possibly can. Oh, no question. Did. Yeah, y'all started that U. Yeah, U. right. We started all that stuff. You can't you can't do that. All right, let's get speaking you of against, college, you, So you played against Bos Bosworth and them? Oh, yeah. We get this. In a three-year span, Oklahoma was 33-3. and three. Well, you got it right. They lost every year to us. <laughs> we went into Norman, and we beat the – Freaking pants off them and their oh, first time they had been beaten. Oh, hey, so we go in there. I know you've been a Norman. So yeah, you go yeah. in there and they got this little schooner thing that they go around the. Um, yep, yep. So I kept going. Jerome goes like this Hey, you put that schooner through our workout one more time. We're going to flip that bitch. So they didn't hear us. And I don't think they got a good understanding of who these guys I played with. These mother, these guys sold dope at night. And some of these guys were true gangsters. I won't bring any names because I love them to death. But some of these guys, man, they're one of them guys that go dark on you. You know what I mean? I mean, these some of these guys were really the dudes, man. And I'm like, no, these ain't the uh, these ain't the country cub uh, suburban kids that they have on the team now. I played with some gangster dudes, and so they brought that that sooner through there. They have all these cheerleaders on, man. We grab a hold of that son of a b. We flip that bitch. It's up. To, the, the, the cheerleaders are going ah. The things flip, we flip it upside down, and we told them. I told you, man. Started almost a fight, man. We beat them 28-14, I think, something like that. We crushed them. It was the greatest performance by a defensive tackle in college I've ever seen. Jerome had twenty tackles, a fumble recovery, an interception, a block punt, a block field goal. We we made a T-shirt with him with a hat with a helmet behind an OU helmet of him taking a crap in it, and we all wore it <laughs> for the next year game, dude. He it was. I looked over at him. I said, I've never seen anything like that. We'll I've see, we'll never see. seen anybody have twenty tackles, block punt, block field goal. Um, he he just enough. There's a great picture of me and him there at that stadium at Memorial Stadium, and we're just torturing Jamal Holland. We broke Aikman's leg in that game. Dang. We broke Aikman's yeah. leg and they put Jamal Holloway in. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you. So I watched film. Um, I was watching film like of uh, three years before. Um, I was at Kansas State at the time. We were gonna play Oklahoma. And uh, you know, at that time, you know, we hadn't beat him in like years and years, like five or six years. So just to show us, uh, you know, just to show us, you know, the the vendetta we have to beat these uh Oklahoma Sooners for. We ended up beating them though, but look. They show us this tape, and they were beating us so bad that by halftime, Jamel Holloway, and they're at Kansas State, comes out at halftime in a mink jacket with diamonds in his ears, you know, sitting oh. back on the sideline. You know, um, they were playing in a – they showed us a clip that our, our starting middle linebacker, his name was James Enanoki. It was uh, Jamel Holloway. He had been out the game for a little while. They had this guy named Thompson. He comes yeah, in. My, yeah, yeah, Thompson. I played against him too. Yeah, so they run the little option plays. They run in the option. He drops back, and he has the ball behind his back, and he drops back like they ran the option, like they handed the yep. ball off. And he's looking down the field. And yep. as he's looking down the field, James Inanoki runs up to him and looks at him. And he's got the ball behind him, but he doesn't see the ball behind him. And then it, the camera pans off to the to the crowd, and the crowd is going like this. He's got the ball. Wow. He turns back around and looks at Thompson. Thompson throws it down the field to Keith Jackson for a 60-yard bomb, a touchdown. 
Can you believe they pan to the crowd says, he's got the ball. And they're showing and you that. that. A touch to, yes, and they're showing us that, man. Man, we beat the tar out of Oklahoma after us watching that, man. We were so fired up after that, bro. Oh, you guys <laughs> you guys put it on them. There was a stretch where K-State was really working that. Oh, Beating yeah. Oklahoma, yeah. people don't realize, back in the day, before the 85 scholarship, because Oklahoma and Nebraska used to put like 150 guys yeah. on the roster <laughs> yep. just to keep them away from your program or Kansas yep. or Missouri or any of those other programs that were in the old big eight. And what they would do is they would just, they would just stockpile teams. Well, when that changed, when they went to 85 scholarships, programs like yours and programs like Virginia tech and programs like uh, uh, Boise state, that's how they ended up elevating themselves, getting into the same conversation of beating them because he gave it a little bit more parity. And now I look at Oklahoma. Isn't it funny, Barrett, when you watch Oklahoma today, you're looking at them. That's not the same teams that you and I played against. Oh, they no. throw that bitch around the yard and all right. of that. <laughs> right? No, they were running the ball. Anthony Stafford. Dude. Uh, we call him Baby. Triple Bebe. option. He from, he from St. Louis. They call him Baby. Baby would have like 150 yards. I can remember watching film on um on um when Barry Sanders with Oklahoma State. They had Oklahoma State, they had Thurman Thomas and Barry. You know who recruited him? Jimmy. Jimmy was at Oklahoma State before he got to Miami. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, Jimmy was the coach. Uh, what's that guy named? Pat Day or something like that, who was the coach at Oklahoma State before the Gundy kid? Uh-huh. Um, some guy, was he took over for Jimmy. But Jimmy was at Oklahoma State and helped recruit um, those two guys to go to Oklahoma State before um, he took the Miami job. Yeah, he was in the old Big 8 at the time. That was crazy. Like, I watched Barry. You know, like I said, watching tape on it, you know, they're trying to fire us up, watching tape on them, and they showed us tape. Barry Sanders had 320 yards. Dude, in the third quarter, year, he had like 2,800 yards. Yeah. By the third quarter, he had 320 yards. He didn't play the fourth quarter. Come Dude, on, man. What a, what a, what a, and he, he won the Heisman when he was in like the Japan Bowl or something. Right. He wasn't even at the event or something. Okay, Barrett, why do I feel. Why do I feel that the Eagles are still going to draft a quarterback? Oh, my goodness. Well, there you go, man. Am I wrong? No, because – You think – how about this? It may not be a first-rounder. Say one of these guys falls into the second round. Say – and I don't think the kid Willis is going to fall because there's just too much love for him, and you know what happens. Everyone's looking at comparing him to Trey Lance. Let's just hypothetically say – one of these guys goes in to like the second round and there's a quarterback in there and he's in round two or he's in round three. Do you think he takes a quarterback in the top four rounds? Absolutely. That goes without saying. That's a done deal. But I'll do you one better. Out of all these teams that are before the Eagles, they all have their quarterbacks. All the teams before them all have their quarterback, with the exception of the Giants. And the Giants are not good. The Giants have two picks. And I think they're gonna go uh they're gonna go defense on both of those picks. So, I mean, you look at the Giants, they have pick um they have pick number five. I think they'll get an offensive lineman with that pick. And then pick um number seven, I think they go a defensive lineman with that pick. So look after that. Well, I'm sorry. Seattle has 
Seattle's Seattle, taking a quarterback. Yeah, so they'll 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 have a quarterback. They'll take a quarterback. But then after that, the Commanders have a quarterback already. Minnesota resigned their guy. You think the Saints take a quarterback even though they gave that contract to Jameis Winston? Yes. No, 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 no. Since they gave it to um, gave it to him, I don't think he goes anywhere. So I think I don't think they pick up a quarterback because he he's made himself he's made himself pretty good, man. But they pick after they pick after the Eagles. So since they pick after the Eagles, Kenny Pickett might be sitting there. Malik might be sitting there, and in the first round with three picks, it's it's not too far fetched that they might Wait, pick one Jalen's up. Wait, your guy. Of course, Jada's our you guy. You passed on DW to take Kenny Pickett? This team is a quarterback factory, Dan. We told you that before. We told you that before. Didn't we tell you that before? This yes, is a you quarterback yes, You can factory. go ahead and scold me. Yes, you can. <laughs> go ahead and scold me. Yeah, okay. I'm getting a lesson from Baird Brooks. Yes, yes. You know what? Every, every time. You know what? You know better. I know. It's the only time in my career where I submit to it. Yes, Barrett, I – by the way, I wouldn't listen to anybody else but you. You know this, right? I'd be telling I appreciate people, it, it's man. my ass. Okay, you don't have that 12 near you. And I told you I'm jealous of you over that. You don't have that 12 number. You can kiss my ass. Okay? Bro, but realistically, man, look at it. You would, they didn't get DW, so why wouldn't they get a quarterback? And that's what scares me about – In the first round. In the first round, and they said, "This is not me. This is not me saying that they're a quarterback." Forty, Barrett, watch this. You got you 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 got Jalen on a one point two million dollar deal. You could yep. have two quarterbacks for the yep. for the. You could have two quarterbacks for the price of one. And that's the problem, man. And, and that's a true problem that we're gonna have to go through because they're they're. This is going to be an interesting draft simply because I can see them picking up a quarterback and a wide receiver, then a defensive player. Or a defensive player first, I mean, a quarterback first, a defensive player, then a wide receiver. What if they quarterback wide receiver? I mean, why would they well, want well, to? We, not because of Zach Pascal. No. <laughs> 94th rating. To pro football focus, that's our big offensive line so far. Zachary passed from Upper Marlboro, Old Dominion, five, and she does a full wonder waltz. <laughs> only in only with only with the Eagles, man. I can see it happening, man. Barrett, you can. Yes, I can. All right, let's do this, man. Let's take the time out. And um, we'll how much much do we really believe that there could be a quarterback taken? All right, back here on the middle.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. The middle. Barrett Brooks, Dan Silio. You know what, Baird? If we don't know where, if we don't know where Baker Mayfield is going to play, where's Jimmy Garoppolo going to play? Oh, see, that's a problem. That's not a problem because um, I mean they could just keep him, but Jimmy could still go a lot of places, man. I mean, he could go even though I know they won't trade within a division. But man, Seattle's a good place, resting place for him. Um, you Would you at, give uh, up a one for him? Detroit? Is he worth a one? Yes. Will they give up a one for him? Somebody give a one? I, I doubt that seriously. I doubt that very seriously. Trubisky, would they give up for him? A three or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So, well, Carson, I think, didn't he? Didn't a three. Carson, two threes. Two threes, right? Yeah. Think about what Matt threes. Ryan. Get this. Yeah, he gave, he only gave one up three. one three. That's crazy. Yep. One three. Has to be because Wentz is younger. Right? Has oh. to be because Wentz is younger. I think, I mean, yeah, I think so. Because he has, you know, he he is younger. And they were just such desperation after everything fell through with um with uh with um Seattle that they had they felt as though they had to get some right then and there. So that's why they gave a two threes for Carson. You see what um Ron Rivera said about um Carson Wentz? It goes like this. You know, I know a lot of people have questions about Carson Wentz. I don't. I think Carson Wentz is going to be a great leader for our football team. Folks, 
You know what that usually means? Washington's going to draft a quarterback in the first round. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Why wouldn't they? How do you think that plays out in Washington for Wentz with a guy like, watch this. You're going to get, of all the coaches he's had, Doug Peterson, I don't know if Doug coached him hard. He's going to get hard coaching from Ron Rivera because that's just who Ron is. Yep. He didn't know anything different. And why should he why should he not coach him hard? See, that's the problem. You know, everybody's being too soft. He used to be coached hard. And he's not gonna he he doesn't he doesn't take it well though. That's the only thing is. And if you bring in, if they draft a quarterback in the first round, he's done. Done. He's fried, you know, after that. His mental his, his mental will be gone. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have the intestinal fortitude to go up and compete for a position. You know, he, he feels so it should be handed to him, and, and and that's it. If he loses that competition, he's done. He'll be he'll be done. He'll be no more good for the rest of his, his NFL career. Can you change that characteristic? If you when want you to. you know that you have to do something, Barrett, if you want to – see, you, you said it a couple uh, segments ago. You said that for you to be able to stay in the league and play in the league, you had to change your mindset into being a versatile player where you knew all the positions in the offensive line and it created an understanding that if you were on a ball team, you were indispensable because of the versatility that you gave an organization. If you're Carson Wentz and you're the quarterback of a team, you're the face of that particular team for whatever – People think about quarterbacks. They are the face of the league. He yep. failed in Philadelphia as a locker room guy. Obviously, here there's a couple of guys that have spoken out. Maybe he worked at it a little more, but in my opinion, it wasn't enough because obviously Indianapolis moved off of him. And I'm kind of I, I I'm I think Ursay didn't like the guy. That's yep. because look, the numbers. They were had a winning season and a very packed AFC. They melted down the last two games. Totally get everything. But he didn't like that type of guy. See, because he had Andrew Luck, did Jim yep. Irsay. And everybody that comes after, if you notice, they've had five quarterback changes in the last five years. Yep. So Jim Irsay is gauging everybody off of Andrew Luck. It may be unfair. But that's what Jim Irsay's face of a franchise looks like, Drew Luck. There's no coincidence. Is it a Wentz thing or was it a Jim Irsay thing? Five different starting quarterbacks now with Matt Ryan going in Annapolis. If I'm Carson Wentz, well, I'm one of five that moved off of here. I could, I could rationalize this out and go like this. wasn't me. Okay. Well, that's what is that's what he's going to do anyways. He was going to do well, that. See, regardless. that's the wrong idea to look at it like that. He needs to look at more on him why he failed. But you're right; he's going to use that, and so I think that's what Washington used against him. So it's going to blind him with fool's gold again, isn't it? Well, he he thinks that it wasn't his fault why they lost, and he doesn't think about the decision making that he made um, in in crucial situations. Like he may have played great for three uh, three quarters, but a stoop, 
two stupid you know things that he does in the fourth quarter loses them the game. And to him, well, I played great all this time. We, we didn't lose just because of me or those two mistakes that I made. No, you know, we should have done this in the second quarter, third quarter, because we were doing this better. That's the type of guy. He's not going to kick accountability for what he feels as though it's not him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I was told since a, in a, at a young age, the one finger you point at somebody, there's three fingers pointing back at you. And, you know, he's a finger pointer. It's not his fault. You know, if he wins, you know, I mean, I had a great game. He loses, you know, we, we need to get better. We need to get better. Now he's French. Oh, we, we, you know what I mean? But, you know, it, you, you can't have that type of attitude and be the leader of the team. You I don't think you can have that kind of attitude and be a pro ball player because the first thing you have to correct is you. Exactly. Change what you can change. Right. And that's what you can change. I have control of that. Yep. I mean – if a guy's playing next to me and he's not doing his job, that's not my gig, okay? My gig is to make sure that I do the very best that I possibly can. And again, it sounds like you're grabbing life preservers, but when you're on bad football teams, you have to worry about you first because if you start worrying about everyone around you, you are not going to be on that team. Exactly. exactly. And so Wentz has to look at it like, hey, how can I make myself better? If I'm Carson Wentz and I go into Washington – my press conferences, every time I meet everybody, hey, man, I'm just glad you're here. You know, I just, you know, I'm hoping that I could be a factor in us winning ball games. You know, they brought me in here because, you know, hey, look, I've had some issues in the last two places. Dude, you want to galvanize the city? You want to galvanize the locker room? What you do is you humble yourself in front of your teammates. And you tell them, look at Brady. Brady's constantly humbling himself um, in front of his teammates. And here's a guy that, could be the biggest bragger on the planet, but he doesn't. Yes, he's like he's he's a humble guy, and I think you have to be that guy because Brady acts like the fifty third guy on a roster. Barrett, he doesn't act like Tom Brady. He acts like the fifty third guy. Like, hey man, how you doing? I'm glad that you're on the team. We're playing. We're gonna go try to win it together. Let's run this thing back. Baker's got to really work on being a good teammate, because if he worked at being a good teammate, I think it'd go a long way when he has missteps and he has shitty plays because when he has shitty plays, it is so magnified. Like I told you in that Titans game, those pick sixes, switching the hand, throwing it underhand. I told Xander, it might be the worst eight minutes of football I've ever seen from a quarterback. (laughs) And then he plays against Brady and the Patriots, and he's going back and forth with Brady. That was a great football game he played against the page of uh, the Buccaneers. They that was a great game, and he played yeah, great was. in that ball game. And you watch that, and you're like, well, how can he have these gigantic swings like that? And I think that's the inconsistency that aggravated Ursay and everyone else in the locker room. And remember, too, do you agree with that? If you start to build a reputation up, you talk about it all the time. They started looking at you as the sixth man. Once that league identifies you as a guy who has a problem with teammates in the locker room, it's hard to shake that, isn't it? Yeah, because you you get you get prejudged, and you know it shouldn't be that way, but you get prejudged. You know you are, and and you know as someone is human, you tend to go back to what you feel most comfortable with, anyways. If that's who you are, then that's who you are. And you, you know, you you may, you know, have the, you know, the the wool 
pull over everybody's eyes for a little bit while you're there. Hey, I'm just glad to be here. You know, I want to come in and do what I can to be the best player I could be, make the play. My teammates around me better. You know, you know, the, the, I'm like, there's only so much you can get away with as far as saying that stuff. And then, you know, it, it, it becomes, you know, just, just, just talk after that. You know, there's no way that you can say that, you know, you, that you go forward and it's everybody else's fault and not your fault. Stop Let me it. Throw this Stop at you it. Here. Well, go ahead, finish, man, please. Because, you know, I, I, according to everybody, I interrupt you anyway, so I apologize. <laughs> no, go ahead, man. All right. Um, what, what, what will the link be like? Opening night, Washington, Wentz, returns home versus Jalen. He's not – this crowd is going to boo. I mean, nothing he's going to do is right. I mean, they're going to – they're going to celebrate him being wrong every opportunity that they can. They're going to boo him. They want to boo him out of the place. But it won't affect him like it's going to affect Ben Simmons when he does come back and play. You know, those are two different guys. You know what I'm saying? So when Ben comes back and he's playing, it's going to be a totally different outcome. He might crumble under, you know, the, the boos and all that stuff. I don't you – know? I can't think of another athlete going back home that has been more of a polarizing person. And I'm trying to think when Jordan went back to oh, Jordan's never going to get booed in Chicago. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of an athlete LeBron going to Cleveland. No, because LeBron delivered the championship. And so the Cleveland Cavalier yep. fans, I mean, since 1964 prior to that was the Browns championship and LeBron delivered a title. For Cleveland, so they weren't really all that. T- I'm trying to think of an athlete that left a joint the way Carson did, and he's going to go back home. Open, you know, it's going to be a Sunday night ball game. Yep, yep, might be Monday. A Monday night game? <laughs> that'd be that'd be uh, that'd be pretty cool, man. So you don't you don't think Ben coming back eventually when he comes back to Philly will have the same impact? Wentz coming back to Philly. Well, I'm saying um, the impact, the, the player itself. Like, I'm talking impact fan runs. impact. Like people are gonna be Oh, they're gonna they're they're gonna go all out. Because football is football, man. And the NFL, you know, is is, is the most powerful entity as far as sports, you know, in, in the United States. So it'll be a greater impact because you have just have more people. You got seventy seven thousand people booing you. No, 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 no. <laughs> you have 77,000 Philadelphia sports fans. Right. <laughs> That's a little bit different, Barrett, than going like this. You got 77,000 Jet fans. Okay, okay. You know, the big, hey, the most popular guy in New York Jet history is Fireman Ed. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Ed's not really working for me. Fireman Ed and then Namath. Right. Dude, when Fireman Ed is your number one draw for the Jets, you know you got a problem when your mascot is more famous than any other guy you've ever had on your team. Joe Namath and Fireman Ed. <laughs> Bro, come on, man. But you can you imagine that? Can you imagine 77,000? I mean, he's going to feel the Waiting energy. For, oh, you're going to feel the heaviness of that. You're going to feel the energy, man. He's going to feel it, man. But it, I don't think it'll affect him. He'll probably play you know, he'll try to play the best he can be, and he'll be trying to make plays and force plays, you know, try to keep it going. You know, be like a Super Bowl for him. <laughs> yep. He'll fall apart. But Ben might go into his shell. You know what I'm saying? He, he might, you know, pick up the ball and go back into the locker room. 
in the first time he has to play. Oh God, Benji. <laughs> you know, man. Hey, you know Benji hasn't played yet. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's you know. I don't get that. Serious. Well, you know what it is. That's serious. That's the seriousness of his his mental his mental state. You know, he's 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 messed up for real, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought it was just playing. No, he's messed up for real, bro. He, he's he's got some mental issues. Then I can't make fun of hurdles. That. I can't. No, then I can't, can't make fun. Of, I'm not gonna make no. fun of that. Then that, that he's serious. That that's yeah. a serious mental illness that he had. It, yeah, because you know what? Hurt. If you're missing ball games now, right, right. It's I mean the the whole yeah. climatic. You know, you know him coming back. You know, and all that. You know, it 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 it, it reached a high, but it, it you know it wasn't as bad as he thought. And you would think after that he would be okay, but he's still not playing. And they're talking about it won't be till the end of this month, you know. So that's like two more weeks from now. I mean, a week and a half from now, he's got some hurdles he's got to get over, man. He got some some therapy sessions that he has to go through to get back on track. So I mean, I can't be mad at him now, man, because he really does have some mental um, capabilities that are being that are being you know blocked or 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 you know they just came up and he just can't get rid of them. Those are serious demons he's dealing with, bro. Serious demons. So I'm, um, I'm, I'm. People are upset with me because I ripped the, um, the shitty Jets. Um, hey, uh, let me, let me hook you up on something, okay? About the Jets, I'll hook you up on the Mets. You know who Met fans are? Here, I'll show you who a Met fan is. Pretend this is a Met hat, okay? Mets will do this. They'll turn their hat inside out, okay, and pretend in the fall to be Yankee fans, okay? <laughs> they're, 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 Met fans will be like from April. Probably May, when they're usually out of it, okay? From April to May, they'll usually be out of it. And watch this, Barrett. Here, I'll, I'll show you how to root for the for the Mets. You ever want to be a Mets fan? Watch this. 69. Yeah, baby. 73. Yeah, baby. Yo, way to go, man. 86. Yeah, very great. Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, yeah. 2000. The whole SNY network is built on those four years. <laughs> okay? All four years. 69, baby. It's funny, the Jets and the Mets are in the same boat, man. We landed a guy in the moon when both teams were relevant. Well, Just keep it score here, man. I mean, Neil Armstrong went like this. One small step for man, one giant leap for the Jets and the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Fire I mean, your I, head, man. Bang I got his head like that. I love that guy, man. How do you become, how do you Jets. stay a Jets? How do you stay a Jets fan and you're not from New York? You, you can't – You there's no way you're – you can't – what do you root for? Um, get this. I get on 10% of the Eagle fans because they like rooting for 500. 90% of the Met fans and Jet fans root for 500. Okay, man, <laughs> we're really going places. Hey, hey, Zach Wilson, man, sorry. He's another guy that's going to go into the landfill of quarterbacks in Jetville. Bro. <laughs> I, I did, but see, I predicted this. You know, if you can ask the stream, I predicted this early. I um during the whole quarterback process, and they're going through all that fields and him and Lawrence and those. I kept telling people, this dude is not a top quarterback in the league. I mean, he's not a gimmick guy, but he's not a top tier quarterback. He's just not. Wilson? Yeah. So yeah. I was like, you know, I mean. You look at him, you look at, you know, you look at I think at, that uh, Justin Fields Hertz. kid's a bum, too. Well, it, it it is what it is. I didn't think that was a great quarterback class with the exception of Lawrence. 
And people got on me about that because, all oh, the Jets are moving up. Even the Eagles try to move up to get Wilson. For what? He's not For worth what? that. Dude, you see how he's small not he is? Worth that. Right. You see, you tiny, see he... dude, this guy's a tiny dude. I mean, if we're talking, I mean, here's another guy that has to stand on a Tokyo phone book to look over his O-line. But he has I'm... to move out of the pocket to even throw the ball. Yeah. He's better on the move, and you cannot have him moving like that. Because guys in the NFL are too fast on the defensive side of the ball to have you moving out the pocket like that all the time. The he only just way has success. The only thing that I give Justin Fields is because it was the worst O line in the NFL. Right. So right. I'm going to give him a chance. I'd like to see him, you know, with better personnel around him. I mean, they take Allen Robinson away from him. I mean, where are you going? I mean, obviously, I think the Bears. Don't have another first-rounder this year. I don't think Chicago has a first-rounder. I mean, they need to get offensive line help. They need to improve that old line as much as they possibly can. If you draft a quarterback – watch it. You got a quarterback you draft in the first round, and you got a $5 old line. What, do you, what, what are you expecting? Hey, by the way – okay, so Joe Burrow's changed that dynamic. Okay, well, Joe Burrow's special. Listen to these quarterbacks in the AFC, Barrett. Watson – Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Matt Ryan now. Dang. I mean, Dang. these are all in the AFC. How are you? I'm, I know I'm losing. I, that's nine guys. I'm talking about right now. Nine guys. And I would say this to you. Every one of these guys, would you take Watson over Brady today? Yeah, because I could build my team around Deshaun. I can't around Brady. He's got one year. Okay? That's tough, Now, check this out. Look at this. Lamar, would you take Lamar over Brady or Aaron? Yeah, because I could build my team around them. Mahomes? Yeah. Russell Wilson, yeah. Derek Carr, Derek Carr just got Devontae Adams. Whoa. Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Joe Burrow. Bro, how are you? I mean, the AFC over the next five years is going to be so, – winning the AFC West may be actually harder than winning the Super Bowl. You're right. You're right. You, you're probably playing it with what was supposed to be equivalent to a Super Bowl, considering the fact that all those quarterbacks you see. I mean, that's crazy how things have shifted in just one offseason. In one offseason, that has shifted. Oh, there still might be, you know, Garoppolo might go to an NFC team. You know, so it's, it's – I mean, I can't see them sending them to an NFC team. So, if anything, he would go to an AFC team. Now, what's AFC team looking for a quarterback right now? Um, the Texans. Oh, they yeah, like they this like David Mills, Mills guy. Yeah, they like Mills though. But yeah, I can see that. Uh, okay, I probably I bet you Tennessee drafts a quarterback. I would think so. Tannehill. He's Tannehill. You know what? I'm want to up. Well, if you're gonna upgrade from Mayfield in um, Cleveland with Watson, I'm gonna upgrade as much as I possibly can with Ryan Tannehill too. Because you imagine if Derrick Henry had a decent quarterback in there to move the sticks you got brown and you had julio and you right. couldn't get those two guys the ball that's on ryan T man you gotta also look at uh miami miami might be in you know looking for another quarterback would you take tua over mayfield 
That's that's tough. I, I would I would take two over Mayfield, only because Mayfield doesn't make as many mistakes as far as judgment on making plays. You know, he lives to fight another day. Baker, he does stupid stuff like Carson. You know, he'll throw the yeah. ball into coverage like Carson. So, you know, if you want to have somebody out there run the offense and be consistent and not hurt you, Tua would definitely be better than Mayfield. Now, but same thing and make you laugh, make you cry. You know, Baker, he makes a lot of stupid mistakes, but sometimes he makes some throws or makes some plays that just make him look like he's one of the greatest that ever did it. But it's more so more times than not, it's the stupid mistakes that puts him in the, you know, behind the buck. Behind hey, the finally here. Do you think that Jalen Hurts is a top 10 quarterback in the NFC? In the NFC? In the NFC, in just the NFC, yes. In just the NFC. It's not a lot of teams. That, yeah, yeah, I do. I do okay, watch that. this. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford. Then you have uh, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, okay. Five, Jameis Winston. Yep. Um, after that, who, is, who else is Carson Wentz. No, okay, can't do that. <laughs> right. Kirk right. Cousins. Yes. Look at where we're going now. Right, right, right. So Jalen's so a top say, 10. Yeah. He's a top 10 guy in the NFC. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let me, we're going to leave it on that. <laughs> hey, hey, remember, too, you didn't do a very good job of breaking down um, Zach Pascal. I did so. I, that's what I did. No, I did. Of two things I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> Not getting that mic working and also Zachary Pascal's work. Because now Xander has no no ability to post anything on Zachary Pascal. I'm getting <laughs> Okay, I'm very disappointed. By you the can't way, get you can't get look, you can't get butter from a duck, you can't get blood from a turnip. <laughs> now I could be getting Frank Reich on a little bit later on. Well, hey. I'm gonna ask him about me. Zachary. Text me. Text me when you do. I will, do. I will, I will. If he comes on, you come on. All right, definitely. All right, all right. Hey, Barrett, till tomorrow. That's yes, Barrett Brooks, big sales. Don't forget the afternoon show four to six. Um, we're hoping to get uh, Frank Reich on, so that could be a possibility at 5.30 Eastern time. Till tomorrow, Barrett and I will see you on the flip side. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. 
That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 